In my business, there is only one place, and that's to be a winner. Wash your hands, wash your butt, man, that's it. Well, I felt like SpongeBob for a minute, right? They said, hey, Dad, let's make a TikTok. You know, there's times where you make plays that are special, and there's some times where you're like, that's pretty fucking good. Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. When you listen to the Poor Man's Package podcast, go Pack Go. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers podcast, the number one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I'm Spencer Sismarowitz, joined as always with Kyle Zarkowski. Kyle? Hello. And hello to 4 and O. Oh. Big Bob Tanyan. Yes. Game yes. ball. <laughs> yes, he uh, probably multiple game balls. Even the uh, at I, least three. I thought of it earlier too. At least I know when when we speak and people that we know. Robert Tanyan, very basic name, but he has a surplus of nicknames. Uh, a, a big one. I think I've said on here before, Babito. Mm-hmm. I think that I, that one's a lot of fun to say. I really recommend you know trying to adapt that as what Robert Tanyan should be called but I like Big Bob Tanyan yep. Trill Bob is a good one too <laughs> yeah, but Trill Bob Bobito that's that's so fun to say yeah very very solid game from him uh I think we'll get into that later yeah the Packers obviously won 16 to 30 Kyle did you enjoy a Monday night game nice to you know the extra extra day of watching football not having to worry about the Packers so good in? and yeah the double header I think that needs to become a normal thing I think they can Take one of the noon games like they did. I mean, like they had to this week and, you know, put it at like a six o'clock, six thirty start or something. Yep. That was awesome. I mean, that game kind of stunk. Surprisingly, Patrick Mahomes looked very pedestrian. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a nice little appetizer to kind of distract you from the pregame jitters. But yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was I love Monday night football, especially on on the big stage and 12 showing that he's still 12. Yeah. Even Monday night at Lambeau under the lights. The other games felt more weird. This felt a little bit better just because I like under the lights. And another thing that they brought back, I feel like they did it early on and then stopped, but the flashing lights again at Lambo. Mm, I, I didn't notice that last I, night, so I don't think... Did they, you? I think they... Well, they did early on last season. I know they were toying with it to get the crowd more involved, the lights, and then they had a foghorn at one point too and got rid of mm. it. But yeah, I thought maybe they just busted out for night games. One thing I'm still not, you know, has grown on me or, or that I'm accustomed to yet is the... The, the wide shots of Lambeau and when it's just empty. Yeah, ah. see, I, I can do without ah. that. <laughs> and the other thing, too, that it dawned on me like midway through yesterday is this would have been one of the games I would have been at with the oh, gold package. Kyle, you oh, can't be thinking. Yeah, I'm stung. sure you saw I wasn't news. thinking it. I wasn't thinking it. And then someone had reminded me like, oh, we would be, you know, cracking up the brats right now at like, Oof. it was like 1 p.m. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, and not to, well, we might as well go over it now as they announced a couple hours ago. Green Bay, uh, no fans at Lambeau oh, for the you, foreseeable future, at least. I thought you were going to mention the Messiah. Oh no, we'll get into injuries later. Yeah, it's been a it's been a bad year for that. But yeah, Packers aren't going to have indefinitely no fans yeah, at Lambeau. The, I do like the in, the the use of indefinite because if it, they didn't really you know swing the gavel and and say yeah. it's official, but indefinite is yeah still not not great. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It's one of those like if. Because what, Alan Lazard is out indefinitely? That doesn't feel great. Right. This doesn't feel great either. 
But yeah, in this episode, we will go over the Packers' victory. We won 16 to 30. 30 well, to 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Hey, I'm just reading how the scorecard has it. That's, that's how it works. We should do a poll. I just, you're, <laughs> you're, so, you're so wrong about nope, this. Nope, not true at all. Go not ahead. true at all. We will break down. We will have our pick six. Six big plays from the game. Then we'll have our breakdown of the offense and defense. After that, we'll have a little look-see at the offense, how it's improved, and also take a look at Mike McCarthy and how much... The offense has changed since then, and how he's doing in Dallas. Spoiler alert, not that great. Mm. We will have is Kyle an idiot slash, slash stump Spenny for some trivia. And then to wrap up the week, we will look at our bold predictions at the beginning of the year, maybe look at the NFC North a little bit, and then have our normal outro before the bye week bonanza Ooh. next week. But first, pick six. Pick six. Pick six. Pick six. Okay, so pick six, six big plays that shaped the game, or maybe a couple unsung plays that we overlooked. But Kyle, you are up first for the plays. So the first one, going into this game, I was I was cautiously optimistic. Usually, I'm yeah. over the moon optimistic going into each game, but like the Packers, they have the attention of you know the NFL world now, and everyone thinks they're very good, which they are. So that's when oh. like I'm always <laughs> I'm always like. When everyone else is optimistic, I'm like, mm, this feels like a trap. You sound like me. <laughs> and it did feel like a little bit of a trap. And what kind of was what what really got those gears turning is our second drive of the game. We're up seven nothing. First quarter still, you know, we drive down the field like nothing. And then that that fourth and goal sequence where we stop. Yeah. And it's shit like that where it haunts you until it doesn't haunt you anymore until we start scoring again, which mm-hmm. we did. But that that window of when it was like a one possession game because it was, you know, Atlanta can go down, tie it up, or even take the lead uh, in one of their next possessions. It was tough. The dairy, the and I think the big swing of that sequence was the Darius Shepherd. Yeah, he just caught it and fell down right before the goal line. Like if he would have just at least turned a little bit, I think he could have got you know, the tip in. Yeah, just the tip. Um, <laughs> and you kind of alluded to it there too, and I hadn't thought of it before, is how, you know, those plays get you in the mindset like, uh-oh, maybe this is the start of something bad. And it's kind of like looking back to, I think it was the Eagles game last year where it was Shepard and he had the negative plays. It was kind of the thing you look back on, like, oh, this was, if this didn't happen, we would have won the game. We could very easily overlook that play in this game because we, you know, it was a pretty comfortable win after that. Exactly. Yeah. It like I said, it haunts you until it doesn't. Yeah. Like it's something you you're thinking about. Oh my God, the game is going to swing on that sequence. The game is going to swing on that sequence. And then, but sure enough, they just kept they kept rolling. Yeah. The awareness for a second year player. He's obviously gone through a lot in the last year. Um. But man, it's like you just it's like everything else on the play was perfect except like you got to move six more inches further just to get in there. And then mm-hmm. the fourth down play too. We t- uh, you know. With Mike McCarthy, we had the Richard Rodgers like one yard out or just running it straight up the gut on first down. The Matt LaFleur play that's just given me the heebie-jeebies is <laughs> short yardage situations, running it out of shock and right up the middle. I feel like every time we do it, we just get stuffed immediately. It, I mean, and it has worked before, but it, it does feel like it doesn't work more than it does work. But it has worked before. But yeah, yes, I, I definitely understand. And... Like I, I love, absolutely love the aggressiveness. I would be fine with that, you know, decision ten times out of ten. But it was just weird. I, I thought like the snap was awkward. They didn't seem really on this on the same page, and it was kind of rushed. I really, 
and and usually I, this makes me pull my hair out is when they burn timeouts. But mm-hmm. I mean, that was a yeah. fourth down, you know, big play. I would have been more than okay and hoped they would have called a timeout there to kind of get the right play in. Because like I said, it looked kind of rushed. And, and Lafleur did say post game that he wishes he would have called a timeout mm-hmm. there because what they saw in the front, they knew it wasn't going to be very good. And like you said, there the timing and the exchange and everything. I think that's just part of handing the ball off in a shotgun where it's an awkward, you know, Jamal's got to immediately go laterally to get the ball. Right. And then from there, he's got to change direction again. I just hate it, hate it, hate it in a short yardage situation yep. like that. And, yeah, it haunted us until it didn't. And, yeah, it didn't haunt us for long. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. It, even if even though it is October and it's a little spooky ooh. now. Ooh. Second big play, and like you were saying, he didn't want that to kind of hurt us. That led to the drive for the Falcons that started at the one-yard line. Mm-hmm. With seven minutes left in the first, the Packers eventually stop a 20-play drive, took over 10 minutes off the clock, and forced a field goal. It was... 20 plays. That's... Oof. It And honestly, it was one of those where you're sitting on the couch, and it's like, man, I I feel I thought this was going to be some type of blowout or a high-scoring game, and it's like, this is the right way to play it because you're keeping Rodgers off the field. But if we can... And it got to the point once they got to... Because that was the most remarkable part. They converted two fourth downs. Two. Yep. They get first and goal from the five, run it twice up the, up the middle for nothing, and then on third down, they throw it in the middle of the field. Kevin King in coverage, not a good ball, but they force the kick. After going for it twice on fourth down on the drive, you kind of just assumed they were going to go for it again. But especially with the guy who's coaching for his job, you'd think they'd go yeah. for it. But no, kick a field goal, perfect. And that's you know that what we talked mostly about last year. Haven't seen it much this year. The bend don't break, and that was yes. the perfect example of that. That was the yeah the perfect encaps- encapsulation of that whole mantra. And I'm I'm pretty conflicted. I'm trying to put myself like if the Packers were in that position of that sort of drive, and then that sort of decision on fourth and five from the goal line. Like I'm conflicted as, as like what would you what do you think was the right call there? Do you think they should have taken the points? If if because yeah if we're down yeah if we're down a touchdown i think the packers would go for it i think lafleur would go for it from the five with aaron Rodgers. absolutely me i the hot take here i don't know i'm fine i'm fine uh, yeah, with it either I, way like i'm super i think <laughs> i think the fact that it was five like five is is a lot and it's such a short field at yeah. that end of the end of the field that i i think if if lafleur was in that position i think i would have been fine with the three points um, but if it was like fourth and two, then yeah, I think you definitely that's, go. They but don't yeah, think about that, that three it. to five mark makes it awkward. And yeah, that's kind of, that's a really tough decision as a, as a head coach to make. So yeah. Yep. But big, big Ben don't break third big play. We might be getting into three big plays here with the letter B. Ooh, Abito, his yep, yep. first touchdown of three in the game. Uh, came on a beautiful it was 228 left in the first and that's when like when they scored I was like okay maybe that fourth down sequence isn't yeah. gonna haunt yeah. us because it was it was third and 14 they had again marched right down the field I think I, I I'd have to fact check this but I'm not gonna I think that third and 14 on which they scored on was probably the first third down of that drive if not the game like it just felt uh, like they were picking up huge chunks on first and second down for the and, Packers yeah it might it might have been and it what a what a play to pick it up on too. The third and fourteens. It's like okay, let's take a shot there. Where those plays, you forget it's third and four. You know, I had forgot it was third and fourteen until today watching the replay because yep. I. It's like oh, a touchdown happened. Everything before this doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly, and it was it was beautiful because Atlanta was blitzing, and I don't know. There was something about it where like because he he snapped it and he threw it within you know 
one and a half to two seconds between the snap because the blitz was there. Yeah. And the, I don't know what it was, but I just felt like as soon as he cocked back, I said out loud, got him, got him. <laughs> like he was wide open. And I don't even know who he was throwing to, but I was like, he got him. And yeah, sure enough, he threw it. It was a great anticipation route. I still think, um, I think he had thrown the ball before Tanyan even made his break yet. So again, yeah. it's timing, it's anticipation, and it's conviction. You know, it's the uh, conviction yes. again from Aaron yes. Rodgers, and which we haven't seen before, or, or at least as much of in past seasons. And he went up high, pointed the ball, and you know stuck his shoulder down and made it across the goal line. Beautiful play. Next big play with 30 seconds left. So just you know two minutes later, uh, Robert Tanyan scores another touchdown, another overlooked thing. This dude scored two touchdowns within like two minutes. Yeah. Which is pretty absurd, especially for a guy who has, what, four, or going into the game, had four total career touchdowns. And now he's the top of the league. Yeah. It's like, it brings you back to James Jones when he led the league in yeah. touchdowns. It's like, like, how was Robert Tanya doing 750 this? yards, but 12 <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. And we kind of talked about it, too. One, the touchdown was big, but it was Malik Taylor converting on that fourth down. And it was that wide th- open, wide open. But maybe, then even maybe his first career catch, we're trying to remember. I I'm think it was his first career pretty catch. Pretty sure. Yeah. 20 yeah, yard catch. Works out pretty solid. And then the third down play, too, the little... Right before that fourth and two was, I thought, just a brilliant down-and-distance situational play call. It was, yeah, third and 15 at... And they were, like, a good 12 yards outside of field goal range. And they ran a screen play because Atlanta was playing... They I think they had, like, seven defenders on the sticks. Yeah. And they ran a screen play that allowed the lineman to get out in space and get a hat on hat. And he picked it up you know, picked up 13 to get to that fourth and two. But, and then right after, what what do they do? Falcons call a timeout. The oh, classic, yeah. classic Mike McCarthy move. Trying to like career. big brain it and like, okay, yep. got enough time for the offense. But yeah, that, that absolutely ended up haunting them. Ooh. Yeah. So it was great going into halftime up uh, three to 20. Huge. And then uh, three in a row. Yep. The the other big play was Tanyan's third and final touchdown, which was the viral viral video on uh, on Twitter last night where he legitimately got tackled mm-hmm. at the beginning of his route and did a somersault. It was so graceful. Like, it looked so smooth. As if he, like, had been like, practicing that all week. Well, I, I don't know if you saw it. It, it was weird because sometimes the player interviews, they don't have them available on Periscope right away while they're doing it live. But Robert Tanyan did talk after the game, and he did credit you know, his flexibility, his mobility there to doing yoga twice a week. Ah, so there you go. You've wow. got to answer to your question. It was the yoga that makes you good at doing somersaults. It, it, yeah, it, it looked so smooth. And yeah, he rolled right into it, got up and was wide open. And didn't, I mean, it was still kind of a low key, very impressive athletic adjustment because he had to yeah. like twist his hips and keep his feet, you know, he had to shuffle his feet right and well, adjust, but he was wide open. So the pressure was kind of off. We talk about that, you know, Rogers throwing the ball while it's in the air and having to adjust and find it. It's like, okay, well, now imagine rolling on the ground, getting up, <laughs> finding the ball, and then catching it. Yeah, an incredible, incredible play to cap off a career night. When's the last time you did a somersault? Uh, yeah, at least a decade. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I could never do cartwheels. Could you ever do a cartwheel? No, too yeah. tall. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you'd blow away in the wind. Okay, <laughs> and the last play of the... Or for the pick six with 338 left in the game, fourth down. Ryan 
was looking Matt for Ryan. Matt, Matt Ryan that was, was weird that you just called him Ryan. Yeah, Matt, <laughs> Matt Ryan was looking for Ridley in the end zone, but Amos knocks it out. Score ends sixteen to thirty. It was beautiful. It, you know, a little late from Ryan, not the best. Great, ball. it was a great defensive play, but it was because of it was a terrible throw. Yeah, nice to see Amos making that play. He's kind of had an up and down year, but he's making some of those crucial plays. So it's nice to see you know the veteran get his hand in there and stop the play after that you know game sealed over. sealed the deal and yeah like like i said it was a terrible throw if he lofts it a little more and throws it a little more towards back of the end zone i don't even think that's a contested catch yeah. and yeah that because that whole drive it's like okay it was still two possession game uh-huh. with you know five minutes left so the game was far from over and they were just kind of chunking 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 it's like come on just stop let's Let's not stress about this game anymore. Yeah. Come on. And then, yeah, Amos makes the play and seals the deal. It's fun to have these games, too, where it's like, oh, it's kind of competitive, but we're always kind of up two scores. Mm. It, it makes it a, little, a lot more enjoyable. Like, I don't think I've been stressed out at all this year. Yeah, like the Detroit game. Well, I guess they did Even go then, up. They did go up. They were up 14 then, rip, but we got the ball back and then scored on that first drive. So I was never worried. Never if, in if question we hadn't, again. You know, but we, we did, and I haven't worried all year. So flowing right into it, the offense. 4-0, and baby. 4-0, and pretty good game. Aaron Rodgers, also pretty good. He was 27 for 33, 327 yards, four touchdowns, a pass rating of 147.5. Solid player, solid game. Um, and I guess we can just talk about the offense, too. I'm sure a lot of people have seen these stats. From Field Yates, the, which is such a weird name. He pops up a lot. <laughs> who, who, have you ever met a like field? That is, like you can't even say that's like a, a name generator because that's that's just like a <laughs> yeah. like a like a gymnasium name gen, generator. I maybe was, I was gonna say if you're driving and you see a little park and you see a wooden sign that says Field Yates, it's like oh the park is named Field or or oh or, or, that field is named Yates Field. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> weird name, yeah. Anyways, the Packers are the first team in NFL history to begin a season with four straight games of at least thirty points and zero turnovers. Green Bay is the only team to rank in the top five in passing yards per game and rushing yards per game so far this season jason whalers for uh the green bay packers i believe he's like the press guy he also tweeted the green bay is the first team in the nfl history to score 150 plus points with no turnovers in the first four games of the season the packers have scored 152 points this season the most in team history through the four through the first four games and Green Bay joined the league in 1921. So that's pretty impressive. That yeah. can actually get the words out. Pretty <laughs> pretty good. And it's, it, it starts with LaFleur and it starts with 12. It, it's all those two right now as far as I'm concerned with the offense. It's like getting tougher to talk about him every week because now it's, you know, last year it's like he's literally well, one he's, upping he himself. Was good, he was good, but he had some misses. And this, it's like he just doesn't. I mean, he didn't have. When targeting running backs and tight ends, he did not have an incompletion. That's absurd. Just absolute madness. It, I mean, seriously, what what? That's what maybe we should do. We should just have the Aaron Rodgers portion just be like, what mistakes he made. <laughs> well, and I, even that would be short. I okay. These are the mistakes I had. Oh boy. Once again, well, it, I mean, they're huge, huge oh, things. Unathletic. Well, he's been sacked. Uh, three or four times this year and once again when he got sacked this week it was his own fault and he kind of tumbled on himself he said he was embarrassed after the game more than anything his ego was hurt not physically anything (laughs) but also he had a really weird ball like late in the fourth he threw it deep and it was one of the ugliest ducks I've ever seen Aaron Rodgers throw we were going from right to left and it was back right corner of the end zone and once it left his hands like it was the worst was it to MVS I think so 
Hmm. It was a brutal ball. So there you go. Those are the two bad Aaron <laughs> Rodgers plays from the game. I think I saw another. I don't have it in front of me, but um, something about he is the only quarterback to have not to have yet commit a turnover worthy play oh, this whole year. Interesting. That's a. Good, I didn't see that. That's a good stat because he's maybe not notorious for it, but. Packer fans watching at least the last few years it does seem like he throws quite a few pickable balls that do not get picked but off zero this year zero mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but Tom Brady exactly the opposite what does he have two three pick sixes on the season so far yeah Yikes. another thing to wrap up Aaron Rodgers here quote today when he was on the Pat McAfee show quote down years for me are career years for most quarterbacks I think what's more important is that what he said right before that is that I kind of laugh when people say yeah. that like that that visual to me is is everything him like I, I just picture him like waking up having a cup of coffee you know checking <laughs> checking the news or something and saying Aaron Rodgers cooked and he just like chuckles and sips his coffee and it's just like okay back to work it yeah it is funny and we kind of mentioned it last year too because we have been so spoiled we're you know, still Pro Bowl caliber seasons mm-hmm. are like, oh man, I wish Rodgers would be good again. I wish he would be Superman again. But it's and I've I've been meaning to bring this up too. Um, oh, nothing makes me in terms of I mean on the field production, it's it's very obvious why I would be thankful to have Aaron Rodgers as quarterback. But nothing mm-hmm. makes me more thankful for him in terms of off the field things than when he's in an interview. He's such a good interview. He like. He, you learn when he speaks and he, he doesn't, you know, speak to the interviewer like he's an idiot. He, you know, he breaks things down in very in-depth way, in-depth ways. And he's very smart. And especially the fact that you compare and contrast to that dork Kirk Cousins. <laughs> and I've been meaning to bring that well, up on here because he has a spot with K-Fan, the local sports radio here, oh. like every Tuesday. And I always forget to bring it up because I always usually catch it on the ride home from leaving here. Oh, uh, okay. And he is just such a vanilla, plain, bland, dork quarterback. He just says the same athlete-speak answers over and over and over. It's so boring. I was going to say you forget about it because you probably forget about it. Like you forget about the interview because it's so boring. (laughs) That's why you don't bring it up. Because it's so forgettable that, yeah, he says nothing that's like stimulating or interesting. It's all just the same canned answers. And like that just, it makes me that much more thankful for 12. Well, yeah, we know Kirk Cousins like listens to Creed and he cooks his steaks and tinfoil, blah, blah, blah. Very lame, very lame. And he he puts sunscreen on his nose when it's an overcast day. Okay. I was going to say, I'm pretty white, so I... On like a sunny day, yeah, but it, you know, that's it's fair. if it's raining out, I think you're good. And I was gonna say too, you're talking about Rogers there, how you know his whole how he presents himself in interviews, and I was like, yeah, he's always very calm, but in control, like this weird confidence and in control while he's in these interviews. And I was like, wait a minute, it was just while you were talking there, and I'm thinking, I'm like, that's exactly how he runs the office. <laughs> yeah, too. like that's how he plays football <laughs> yeah. too. Exactly. Yeah, I just he's so. Yeah, I, I know I just sound like a warship. We love right him, now, but he's just he's just so engaging in his interviews and like I don't know, it's it's awesome. Yeah, I you know I like him. I like him quite a bit. I'm. I, it's nice to have him be more in the public eye again this year. Yes. Usually you don't hear him too much. Moving on, running backs, pretty good game for both of them. Aaron Jones, uh, 15 carries for 71 yards, a 4.7 yards per carry. Mm. He also had five catches for 40 yards with that touchdown very early on where the Falcons just did not want to cover him for some reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or yeah, the, the very first touchdown. Well, I mean, like, is that credit to Jones or is that credit to Bobito for uh, drawn triple coverage? <laughs> yeah, and that was even before he scored, too, and he was like pointing at Aaron Jones right after. Yeah, it's... 
the yeah, thing with that guy sucked up right to Tanya. It was very, very odd. The thing with that play, though, is the same exact thing happened on the other side of the field. Like, because there was a, a wide, sh- there was a, a shot behind the line of scrimmage, and yeah, same thing. The 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 guys got sucked in on the right side too. So I think it was Taylor who oh, was sure. who was as open as Aaron Jones, just on the other side. That's right. And we'll we'll get to open receivers later too mm. once we're done talking about the offensive defense. Uh, yeah, it, it it's the thing too. Aaron Jones once again, like he busts off these big runs. It, nothing's really surprising anymore. It's the other thing too that I took away from this game. Man, he does take a lot of. Awkward hits, hard really hits. hard hits, where you're kind of holding your breath after two, especially with his first two seasons. He was getting banged up all the time, but he's been popping up, and I don't think he's been on the injury report, so it's very that's one of the best things to come of Aaron Jones' last two years more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams with the craziest. I mean, and that's this is a, this is a game with Robert Tanyan's having 98 yards and three touchdowns. I still think Jamal Williams' stat line was crazier. Yeah, well, just his rushing yards. So he was eight, he had eight rushes for 10 yards, 1.3 yards per carry, but he was eight for eight catching the ball for 95 yards. 95 yards, because I was thinking about this. It was kind of an afterthought. Like, I hadn't realized that was his stat line until, like, the fourth quarter. Yeah. Like, 95 yeah. yards, eight catches? Yeah. And I was thinking about this. Imagine how pumped we would be if, like, MVS had that stat line. I know. <laughs> like, we would be like, holy shit, MVS it's... is kind of turning a corner, coming around. But Jamal Williams is a running back, and he's doing that. Just it's crazy. Very odd to see, yeah, those numbers coming coming from running back. But it's one of those things, you know. Our top two receivers were down. Someone else had to step up, and he more than did it. But yeah, that that catch he had too, where we were talking about it before. They talked about him McAfee show today too. The whole shot, the whole shot where he, you know, he looks like a receiver. Jamal had a couple plays, or uh, Aaron Jones had a couple plays. I think against the Lions, the same thing where he just looks like a wide receiver gets smacked, holds onto the ball. Very very impressive. We talked about the fourth down stop before too, where he got the uh, where well, uh, J- uh, what's the guy's name? Grady Jarrett. Mm. Last week, I was trying to think of who that name reminded me of. It was Grady Jackson back in the day. I don't know if you remember him. He was a defensive tackle, gigantic. You know, he was a four-three defensive tackle. He played for the he played for the Falcons and he played for the Packers. That's why whenever oh. I see uh, Grady Jarrett now, I think of uh, Jackson. Grady Jackson. Interesting. There you That's- go. Yeah, I uh, Grady Grady Jarrett did sound like a familiar name, but yeah, Grady Jackson does not. See, does not sound yeah. Familiar. yeah, he had like a gold tooth too, so he was an interesting character. But, but yeah, think- another another thing oh. about those, I just am fascinated by those two hole shot plays for the running backs because even Roger said on McAfee today, I don't he, I don't think he's ever done that, or he says he doesn't think he's ever to done that backs. to a running back, let yeah. alone two in yeah. a game. So yeah, that was that was cool. Yeah, I and if, I, I enjoyed if you're that. not familiar with a hole shot. It's yeah. It no. It's but for real football hey, wise, it's hey, this is an explicit it's, show. It's when they're in cover two. There's two safeties, and the the two safeties have basically everything that's behind the cornerback deep. And mm-hmm. The cornerback is pressing the line of scrimmage and has pretty much everything from flat from the flats to the shallow. And that whole shot is that window behind the cornerback and in front of the safety. And that's why it's a very tough throw. But twelve. <laughs> He makes it look easy. <laughs> and when it's completed, the running back always seems to get smacked because the safety is just running down. Exactly. Right it's a small hole. Yeah. Ooh, there we go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this, I've been doing that way too much this episode. Okay. Tight ends this week. Uh, once again, Robert Tanyan. Six catches. Game ball. Six targets. 98 yards. All three touchdowns. He's the only tight end that did anything for the Packers. Uh, Jay Sternberger, no targets. He did play quite a bit, but no targets, no catches. Unfortunately, I mean, we might as well get out of the way. Josiah DeGuara. 
Uh, it was announced today. Torres ACL. <sighs> Huge bummer. And it happened in the gar- garbagest of garbage times. Yeah, last two minutes. You, you <sighs> kind of want your young guys to get some snaps, get some plays, but it sucks. I don't want to say he's, you know... Mike McCarthy with Jermichael Finley that one offseason he he kept claiming oh, that he, he was having an offense three, around days, three days old oh I'm not I'm not saying that Jermichael Finley got hurt a couple times I'm just saying that threw off because the offense was going to move through Jermichael Lafleur had a lot of stuff dialed up for Josiah Deguara and that's going to be tough maybe maybe Jace now can step up and you know fill that role he did quite a bit at the end of last year so pretty we'll fascinating see. kind of evolution of just. Josiah DeGuara as as a member of the Green Bay Packers. I mean, yeah. he was met with probably extreme animosity animosity yeah. among the worst of us. And like, what are we doing in H-Bag, blah, 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 to, oh, wow, this guy's contributing. To, mm-hmm. oh, wow, no, he's hurt. It's, yeah, weird evolution. Yeah, yeah. And uh, hopping back again, Robert Tanyan, one last note for his great game. Some, he... It's something about touchdowns that makes him really, really angry. I've never seen someone get so angry after scoring touchdowns. He's just like, like, is like a release almost, and he's just like, finally. The spike, the like flex, even when he Lambo leap last year, it's very, very aggressive. And like, I like, like. I, I said to you, like, I'm. It's very clear I'm I'm a huge homer and bias, and oh. I think all of our guys are are the best football players to ever live. But like, I'm also. <laughs> okay. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm starting, and like Tanyan was kind of just like a fun story. You know, quarterback turned wide receiver, turned tight end, mm-hmm. and like, you know, he's a fun depth guy, and you know, he's he's good player. But now it's like, okay, holy shit, he might legitimately be actually very good. <laughs> yeah, it's like it, I think we're here now. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see how, now that teams will start, you know, adding him to the list with Devontae and Aaron Jones for guys to stop. We'll see when game plans are more focused and slowing him down. But I did think too, I mean, you could throw any meme out there that you want, like the distracted girlfriend. It's <laughs> the guy walking, you know, with his girlfriend and, you know, he's looking back, really excited and it's uh Jay Sternberger <laughs> when his <laughs> you know, existing girlfriend is Robert Tanyan. Like, we've had this dude on the roster. You know, this is his fourth year now. He's always been there. And now it's like, oh, time. we're realizing what we have. Yes. Uh, the offensive line, once again, we have to give a big uh, shout-out to Adam Stenovich, who was a former Packer. You know, last year was his first year coaching an offensive line by himself. Second year now, and the Packers' offensive line has been incredible. Incredible. We've only allowed three sacks on the season. Uh, I don't know. Everyone was great. Billy Turner and Lucas Fantastic. Patrick are still playing really well on the right side. Bakhtiari's, you know, playing at a Pro Bowl level once again. Even Rick Wagner came in. There was that one uh, series. He had plenty of snaps. Like, he, it wasn't just a series thing. I think he was consistently. And you know whose snaps he was taking? Uh, Jace? No, big dogs. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, they oh, weren't even. even they weren't even. They weren't even pretending to disguise it like okay this is this is the mercedes lewis role <laughs> yeah I, yeah i saw rick because i saw him out there and i was like oh shit is bakhtiari hurt i had billy yeah. turner hurt and i'm like oh wait he's just playing tight end right because I, I remember seeing 71 a few times throughout the game throughout the game and like i don't i don't i don't pay that yeah. close attention to the old line but like just seeing 71 i'm like oh 71 got this like uh-huh. greg wagner got I was like, why did they say like, anything what? about anyone getting hurt and then yeah. i didn't realize till the fourth quarter like no all of our guys are in there and then it was just like oh he's 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 playing the mercedes yep. role <laughs> yep love love seeing that and because usually you can hear him say like oh someone's reporting eligible but yeah. i don't recall like yeah the the, the the espn broadcast they they didn't talk about our beef at all kind of annoying mm-hmm but yeah, I mean that's it for the offense. Pretty once again, ho hum. Pretty good game. Thirty point like, 
it's to the point where anything under 30 is going to be is going to feel gross Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well we'll talk about it later but i don't i don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing to bring up but it really does feel like the 2011 season more than anything but with that we will have a quick commercial break are you going inside a public building have you developed a double chin that you want to hide out in public have you finally decided to wear a mask after being the star in one too many public freakout videos sounds like you could use a homemade cloth mask 26hats.com makes some of the best cloth masks around. Check out the website to see what styles are available. Each mask is handmade using hands to make them. There's no better way to represent the state of Wisconsin while also making yourself less contagious than wearing one of these masks. For custom koozies, book covers, and face coverings, visit 26hats.com today. Okay, and we are back with the defense. Uh, First thing I wrote down... Ben, don't break. Uh, I mean, you could, but defense good. I mean, we started the <laughs> we started the game with Pretty two, uh, three and outs. That was very impressive. Usually, uh, Penn's defense say. has been very, very slow of late, and even last year or last week, I, I remember Darnell Savage saying in his interview that they need to start start fast and keep going, and that was a nice change of pace this week. Two weeks in a row. Um, that little quirk where. No commercial break uh, after their first series. I just love that it's, shit. That's the best way, honestly, to start a game. You know, instead of like forcing a turnover or something. But if you kick it off and it's a three and out, you get the ball back. Then everything's gravy because you no know you're going to back. Because the then, yeah, and it's like it's it's basically like okay, the game is starting now, and mm-hmm. we still get the ball at half. Yeah, and you get a yeah free possession. Beautiful. We'll start out at corner. Uh, Jair Alexander is pretty good at football. Calvin Ridley, who has been absolutely scorching the earth this year. Three straight 100-yard games, I think, to start the season. Mm -hmm. And a big old donut. Yeah, Jair Alexander was targeted five times. Uh, He allowed three catches for 12 yards. None of them, you know, Ridley did not have a catch. There was one deep ball where a little better throw, he might come down with it. Mm -hmm. And I... The Vikings in a group chat, Vikings fans <laughs> in group chat were saying you could have thrown PI on that yeah. play, but no. Leave and, leave the chat. And yeah, I might. And yeah, other than that, clamps all night. He's and he's so fun to watch. You even see like Matt Ryan had a couple plays where he's kind of squirting out trying to get some run. Like Jair breaks off his route, tackles him immediately. I mean, he's just so aware. That's the biggest thing. Instincts. He's so aware and rangy. It's instincts, man. Sp- it's, it's nice to have a corner that you can just watch again. It's like, who do I want to watch every play? Is it Jair? Is it Zadarius? And it's kind of going <laughs> back and forth now. Now on the other side, though, is where it gets dicey and a little worrisome. What? Are you talking about Kevin King? Kevin King got hurt, didn't finish the game, and he missed some tackles, too. Did he get hurt? I didn't. I thought I, I don't yeah, remember was, him being hurt. hurt. I thought he was okay. Quad, I, and then he was ruled out oh, for game, I right. think, in the fourth quarter. Okay, we'll have to monitor that. I'm not too... I'm glad it's not his hamstring or shoulder, which is which have been issues in the past, but I guess we'll see. I haven't heard too much about that today. My biggest note for Kevin King is you can't let a white boy jump over you. <laughs> Where Hayden Hurst in the flat just straight up jumped over him. I don't know. I mean, he was going towards the sideline. Yeah. Like, it was it was situational. I I I don't fault Kevin for that. Yeah, not not the best game. He's you know he's a up and down player. He's one of those guys, tall, rangy, where he kind of blocks. You know, if it's a deep pass, he's really really good. But the short stuff, he kind of allows more often than not. That's ju- that's just kind of the guy that he is. Um, but yeah, 
Matt Ryan also in the game. He was 28 for 39, 285 yards, no touchdowns. So I guess we can't complain too much about the secondary because they did hold up pretty well. And this is something we forgot to mention on the wide receiver end. Mm -hmm. Um, But Julio Jones was big game time decision. Wishy-washy going up to the the game. Ultimately, they activated him and he re-aggravated in the second quarter. Which So now it's kind of like... You look at the Packers yeah. medical staff and it's like, okay, that's a win win in their book. I have two takeaways for that. One, yes, biggest thing. Obviously, we held out Devontae. He tweeted earlier in the day that he wanted to play, was held out, said it wasn't his decision, blah, blah, blah. Julio goes out, plays, gets hurt. Obviously, it's like, okay, that's why we didn't do it. Also, second thing to think about, Jerry Alexander was playing so well, I think Julio didn't want to come out of the locker room at halftime. <laughs> I think that's what it was. That's probably part of it. Um, sticking with the corner, Shandon Sullivan, he got hurt. Mm, played, concussion played all right but he did tweet that he will be good to go for the tampa game in two weeks Love so it. there we'll we need go him. We'll uh, need him. safety play once again adrian amos up and down game but he did get that stop on fourth down it was pretty up yeah i i enjoyed it I, 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 not many downs but yeah it, there's still you know the tackles where we're not the best angle but we can't really complain too much holding still, atlanta to 16 points still more of a, a savage concern unfortunately but yeah yeah Amos had a great game. Savage got hurt there. Looked looked dicey. Yeah, I'm glad he popped up because it's one of those things too. We don't have. You want to have that little. He's more of a explosive player than anyone else we'd have in at that position. Exactly. Speaking of Savage too, the other thing that I, you know, with with the offense, it's mostly you know, nice stuff, fun stuff that we talk about. With the defense, it's mostly negative. Darnell Savage got blocked by Matt Ryan. Hmm. You know, it, you know, he was out of mm. position. No matter what, I could have probably blocked him too on that play because <laughs> you know he's running backwards almost. And it, but it, yeah, it really wasn't that hard of a block to make. So yeah, I'll, I'll I'll let it slide there. And yeah, I like there. There's probably a million thing, million things we could pick apart about the performance last night. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, 16 points. Yeah, exactly. That's what we gotta we gotta do that after every position group here. So, okay, but it was 16, 16 points. points. <laughs> uh, last thing with the secondary, why was Redmond playing over Raven Green? Raven Green was around the ball all night. He he had to have been close to leading the team in tackles because he's rangy. He's very active. I I enjoy watching him. Yeah, I absolutely love Raven Green and everything about him as a football player. And yeah, you you were you had some choice words and well not really, but that's kind of what you said in the in the text to me. But yeah, I just and what my thinking is just that like Petten, I don't know, maybe Redmond has a a different skill set than than Green in terms of like Mm-mm. speed, athleticism. But yeah, I, it that's that is pretty puzzling to me that he was getting more snaps. I just keep, that he was. I keep having bad thoughts because it's like you know he's Petten with with Redmond is you know he's the hardworking little scrappy guy, but he's not very good. It's he's he knows what to do. He's in the right position. He's just not making the plays. Not he's not a freak. He's not the best at you know wrapping up on tackles maybe yeah maybe it's just like he's thinking too much maybe he he just kills it in practice and like he, he shows he's capable in practice but then he just like there's there's too much racing through his mind on game day i don't know I don't who know. knows like i said it, we'll see it's it's you know that's Petten's call to make but yeah hopefully more raven hopefully green more in the raven. future uh inside linebacker chris barnes you know he's playing pretty well he's playing well enough that i said his name correctly this week i now know yeah, his name chris finally, barnes seriously amount of times you called him Burns, so disrespectful. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, you've seen the real Burns, how well he's been playing now, too. It's like, fuck, I, I, lo- I love oh, Gary. Oh, yeah, but, from yeah, Carolina. He's, he's kind of a freak. Uh, ben Fennel had this tweet out just talking about uh, Chris Barnes there, too. 
And he's saying that this is like the best coverage we've seen from an inside linebacker in 10 years, which is the really? opposite of what we got from Blake Martinez. Really? Too. Yep. But also, uh, <sighs> not the best tackling, though. He did miss a couple like on the girly touchdown. He kind of got bitched there. It's it's kind of whatever. Oh, and I do remember. So last week, I said, instead of saying Todd Gurley, I said Tory Gurley. Mm. Tory Gurley. The Tory political party? Isn't that a political party in like UK? Never mind. Go yeah, ahead. I have no idea. That <laughs> blew my brain up. Tories. Tory Gurley was a former, uh, he, he was one of the first, like, you know, that was the fifth wide receiver you fall in love with because he had a huge offseason way back in the day. This is over 10 years, close to 10 years ago, I think. But he also followed me on Twitter. Ah. But then he unfollowed me on Twitter. Ah. But that's why I remember him. Ty Summers, he, he, yeah, great, great tidbit there. <laughs> yeah, I had, just, just had to bring it back. I'm sure everyone was wondering after last week. Oh, hold on, one more, yeah. one more piece on Barnes too for all the. If you're still pounding the table, if somehow your favorite football team is four and zero going into a bye week, and you're still pounding the table about the who who they decided to go with in the first round in April, um, and and you're one of those that's the inside linebackers. I saw a tweet: the top graded inside linebackers oh. to have played at least twenty percent of the defensive snaps. Chris Barnes is ranked number one. Oh, so there you go. Something that... to food for thought. And that Patrick Queen that was sitting there like a piece mm-hmm. of meat, uh, he's at six. I've heard, so... Yeah, I've heard he isn't playing. Very, yeah. It, it, it's one of those, something to consider. We always get, um, you know, we focus on the inside linebackers, but a lot of the time they don't, they, they're, they are overdrafted unless you do get a really good one like, you know, Eric Kendricks and those kind of guys, mm-hmm. but whatever. AJ we'll Hawk. <laughs> uh, no, no. Hey, no. whoa, let's not. I, he was a frustrating player, but he, he was but he, he was the anchor. But he was he was a Blake Martinez we weren't allowed to cut bait with because Ted Thompson loved him so much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Damn, that's I, pretty good. I liked AJ. I speaking of Twitter too, I, I'm still blocked by him. But Oh uh, yeah. That's not a good look. I know. I was I was young and stupid. I still remember I tweeted him, Hey, thanks for not playing like shit this year, and then I got blocked. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, I was a really nice. dumb eighteen year old. I mean, that's not even a backhanded compliment. That's just like a backhanded dumb. That's it. Um, yeah, I know. Outside linebacker, Zedaria Smith had the quietest three set game ever. No, like, like I like I said to you, I think this game was the perfect encapsulation of the defense from last year, where yeah. it's just like the offense is moving, moving. Mo- like the, I'm sorry, the Atlanta offense was just yeah. moving the ball, moving the ball, moving the ball, moving the ball, and then all of a sudden, boom, a massive sack by Zadarius. He did that. Like all three of his sacks were at huge moments to to you know stop the momentum of their drive. So again, the perfect kind of representation from last year where it's just like yards, 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 yards. Huge Zadarius smack. Yeah. Sack. And that's that is I hate doing this. That is the Dom Capers defense. <laughs> it's you force a lot of plays, you force a lot of short stuff, short stuff, short stuff. But eventually, you're waiting for the offense to mess up. And yep. that's one of the ways that they mess up. Yep. He had seven total pressures on the night, too. Mm. A little surprising watching it. You know, you, Sometimes you just miss it, but he was in the backfield. He also talked to Lil Wayne earlier in the week as well. Lil Wayne asked him, he said, to tell Aaron, hey, keep doing what you're doing because you're playing really well. Thanks, that's Lil Wayne. One of my favorite things about being a Packers fan is that like one of the greatest in my opinion probably the greatest rapper of all time is a legitimate a legitimate diehard like legit diehard Packers fan it's not like uh yeah go pack go it's like every Sunday on the hour go pack go and he like (laughs) goes very hard your best rapper ever okay let's let's back okay who's yours 
I mean, I don't know. I I would say Kendrick's better. I would say Kanye's oh better. There's so many okay. guys. Okay, next. I, this I, is our. This is already off the rails. Hey, well, I will say this. I I've oh my God. I've known Lil Wayne was a Packer fan because still back in the day when MTV played music videos, the um the yeah, music he's got like a he's got like a trophy the music nope the, well probably the music video for fireman he's wearing a green bay packers hat and Love from it. there i was like okay i like little wayne a little bit better but yeah uh zadarius great game preston Kanye smith west the greatest rapper of oh all come time. on yeah he's, he's a great like one of the greatest musicians of all time but in terms of strictly rapping come on dude in, in compared to Lil Wayne, this is a much different rabbit hole. Come on, I don't know. I would, I would much, li- I would listen to you know. I'm talking about rapping, bars, poetry, like wordplay, Album- yeah, music wise. Like, yes, Kanye probably's got the edge, but like Lil Wayne's got we're, tens of millions of bars. But we're talking about music. Well, we're talking about rapping. I said rapping. Uh, rap. Uh, what What I would rather listen to is Kanye West than okay. Lil Wayne. That's music. I'm talking about rapping. Rapping There's is a difference. music. Yeah, you're right. I get it. But then, don't you just go with like uh, Twista? He can. He can oh, rap no, really fast. That's just like speed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like okay. Twista, that is, I, I. He is a medical marvel. I don't yeah. know how a, a, a mouth moves that fast. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Whoa. Speaking of outside linebackers. Uh, Preston Smith, he has half a sack on the season. Not these. He played a lot of pass coverage. We really need Gary and Kenny back because Preston. I keep bringing it up, but he's looking like not a weak link. But we've kind of it, it hasn't been the Smith brothers this yeah. year. It's been the Smith. It's been Zadarius and yeah, pedest- or, <laughs> Preston has been looking pedestrian. Ooh, Ooh nice. Ooh, pedestrian Smith. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. That's Let's n- not have uh, that against team. <laughs> it's pretty good but though. I think. I think. It was mentioned last week that like he's dropping into coverage twenty five percent of the time as compared to like eleven percent last year. He did a lot more. He did this game quite a bit too. That's yeah, and that's probably part of the issue, which hopefully can be you know reversed soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensive line, Kenny was still out. Sounds like he'll be back after the bye week. Uh, the Pro Football Focus top guys uh, three through five were Tyler Lancaster, Montrevious Adams, and Kingsley Kiki. So that's pretty Kiki. solid. Uh, all above average or average performers, which is great because we usually don't get that from the defensive line. Not too much to talk about there. Once again, Dean Lowry, I don't remember him playing. Uh, but Kiki is still the guy, the rangy dude in the on the defensive line, moving back and forth. I like watching him play. He's he's a player, man. I, I, I think we have another stud on the defensive line in Kingsley Kiki. He was penetrating a lot last night, and he can, like Kenny... That's, I mean, that's why Kenny got paid what he got paid is mm-hmm. because he can rush the passer from within, yep. which creates it such an easier job for Zadarius. We'll have to see if Kiki can evolve too, because if he can get the run stopping in his game too, he'll, he'll be a very, very solid player. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and with that special teams, J.K. Scott punted a couple times. Mason Crosby missed an extra point. Thoughts? That was... I mean that was like I like at this point I don't even like watch the extra points anymore because uh-huh. it's so automatic and it was yeah that one that was a little gut punch honestly mm-hmm. at least but you know if he's gonna miss it's nice to get that out of the way get yeah. that out of the way yep. now not not in exactly close game. and he drilled I think what was it like a forty five yarder I think our one field goal forty five or forty oh no it was forty eight because yeah. because I remember it was dead center yeah right after middle of the net I was like, like ah, yeah Mason, that, that would have been good from 58 yeah he was like oh i'm gonna show that here. <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna make it right down the middle yeah love that uh but yeah nothing else good game overall but with that we will come back and talk about mike mccarthy 
We are back. Uh, we're four games into the season. I felt like this is a good point to kind of regroup, you know, look back, see what's going on. I don't know if you guys remember, but the Packers offense is looking very, very good right now. Very good. A couple of years ago, it did not look very good. You might remember we had a head coach named Mike McCarthy. No right? disrespect, but I do not miss him at all. And there was a lot of, you know, he was trending on Sunday with the with the Cowboys loss. You know, the offense wasn't playing well at first. The defense has been terrible, but... You know, our friend Andy Herman had this tweet out. I think it kind of summarizes everything pretty well. Is he our friend? Is he a friend of the show? Shh. Hey, hopefully we can change. We gotta that. pretend that we have friends. Okay, <laughs> he tweeted: "The Cowboys look so much like a Mike McCarthy-led team. Tons mm. of contested catches on offense, mm. no defense to speak of, and tons of injuries for no apparent reason." So, dang, you know, very curious. That's not wrong. That's some low Wayne bars right there. Ooh, yeah, yeah. So I <laughs> thinking back to 2018. Not, you know, the last three years of McCarthy's tenure wasn't that great. Rodgers was getting banged up, and the last year he was actually healthy. We weren't performing that well. So I look back with some stats here. McCarthy's last 12 games with Green Bay, on average, the Packers put up 23.4 points. So far this year, with the Cowboys, Mike McCarthy's are putting up 31.5 points per game. Much better. You look at LaFleur, his, uh, his last 12 games in 2019... 24.25, so a little bit better than McCarthy. Matt LaFleur's first four, he had 21.25, so a slow start again. Better later on in the season. McCarthy's doing pretty well right now, at least on offense. Obviously, right now we're getting 38 points per game. But let's look at Mike McCarthy's defense. Okay, right now the Cowboys defense is last in the NFL. Oof. In 2018, when he was with the Packers, they were giving they were 22nd ranked defense for points giving up 25 per game in 2017 they were giving up 24 points per game 26th overall 2016 we were giving up 25.1 points per game 25th overall now why would i be bringing all this up so many numbers yeah so many numbers but it's this bad defense and it's a mike mccarthy offense that is you know up and down whatever who's the defensive coordinator for the dallas cowboys do you know uh no mike nolan the uh, old yeah. San Francisco 49ers head coach, who Mike McCarthy was his offensive coordinator. So he brought him back. <laughs> and this has been the crux. This, oh. this has been Mike McCarthy's downfall. Because one, it's Mike Nolan, his old buddy, defensive coordinator, has been a defensive coordinator since 2014. Jesus, his, really? His defensive back coach is Al Harris. His linebacker coach is Scott McCarley, who was the former Packers linebacker coach. The special assistant on the team is... Scott Tolzien, he's helping out with the offense. And the offensive line coach is Joe Philbin. So it's one of these things where, and it's what got wow. so old back in 2018. I know there was a bunch of numbers there, and it's hard to follow, whatever. But basically, it's Mike McCarthy's offense has been doing fine. With us, it wasn't that great, and it got stagnant at the end, and we were looking for change, looking for new blood. Well, Matt LaFleur, obviously early on, it was a little slow last year, slow at the beginning, got better. Now we're on such a fast pace. Thing to look at, too, Matt LaFleur... The offensive coordinator that he hired is Nathaniel Hackett. Hackett and Matt LaFleur had absolutely no experience together. And you've seen that having two completely different minds together on the offensive side of the ball has proved to be very well. In fact, you know, historically, a very, very good offense. Literally historically. <laughs> yeah. So you're looking back at this, and it's just, we've talked about it too. And the thing you've seen the Cowboys fans bitch about, too, is how it's contested catches. Mm. It's one-on-one -on -one plays. I mean, did you watch the Cowboys game on Sunday? Yeah, I had it. I mean, yeah. How frustrated did Amari Cooper look? Yeah. 
every play he's like shaking. He's not giving that much effort. And then we go from that, and we remember back in 2018 how everything was contested, everything was close. Remember how much we bitched about not being able to scheme guys open, huh. and how what were we talking about on you know last night Monday Night Football? How many guys were wide, wide open? Wide open. And like Rodgers has said, there's NFL open and then there's college open. And uh-huh. it's been a lot of college open so far this year. And that's why I, I've been meaning to say this about LaFleur. I just love his offense and how he bunches up mm-hmm. you know, near the line of scrimmage. And just it's a nightmare for man-to-man defenders because it's like you know, there's, there's two guys going one direction, one guy going the opposite direction. And it's just a nightmare to kind of sort that out. And one of those guys is going to break free and be wide open. Yeah, and it's... We talked about it then too. It's the it's the bunches, it's the motion. Because we never ever did Mike I ever I believe Mike McCarthy, if he wasn't the last, we were one you back back half, back third for plays with motion in the NFL in 2018 and now with the Green Bay Packers this year under Matt LaFleur, we are towards the top. And Rogers has said, you know, preseason kind of that he's he doesn't really like motion and all that pre-snap mm-hmm. movement and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I honestly think that it might just be a symptom of being playing under Mike McCarthy for all that long is because he just got so used to it that he never had to deal with it. And Uh now he's seeing the fucking, the fruits of, of the motion. And it's like, Holy shit. I wish we'd have done this a decade ago. It's one of the, and once again, people talk about Rogers bitching and how him and Mike didn't get along. You know, we wanted a new offense, but at the same time, Rogers, like you just said, he didn't like the motion stuff. McCarthy didn't like the motion stuff. Like they obviously did agree on a lot of things, but it's much different now with Matt LaFleur, full on Matt LaFleur, West Coast off West Coast offense. Yep. Much better than what we had with Mike McCarthy. And another thing too, I think that's going over with in, in the Cowboys fan base is I think Zeke is kind of getting that Aaron Jones treatment. I saw he's where been... he's he's featured heavily, you know, early in the game. He gets his touches and he's producing and he you know, he's he's, he's scoring the ball. And then it just kind of disappears mm-hmm. as the game it, goes on. It's another like thing to look, yeah, like like Aaron it, Jones and McCarthy. Same exactly. Thing. So it's nice. It's kind of cool. <laughs> I feel bad for Mike because I do think he's a pretty decent coach, but it's like he's stuck in his ways. But mm. yeah, we're literally looking at the Cowboys, and there's so many mirrors of what we saw in 2018, and you know, from pretty, 2018 to 2016, just the kind of fascinating, yeah, slow decline of the Mike McCarthy style head coaching. Mm-hmm. But with that, we will have. Is Kyle an idiot? I'm not an idiot. Okay. You sure? Yes. All right. Is Kyle an idiot? You're having a very good year. You, you've you proved to not be an idiot thus far, unless you have a terrible, terrible decline yeah, here. I've totally now. lost track of my record. Yeah. I'm sure. I think you're like pot, like six, six or eight questions in the positive at this point. But that many? Something like My that. God. Probably six. Maybe the I'm smartest man it. alive. Uh, okay, okay. We have some weird questions this week. I'm st- like I said, it's it's getting tougher and tougher Ooh, to find let's good get ones. Funky. Okay, mentioned it earlier. Alluded to it. This team is reminding me a lot of the 2011 Green Bay Packers. So the Packers, you know, start out the season. We've scored at least 30, 30 points in the first four games. How many times did the Packers score 30 plus points in four straight games in 2011? Poof. I feel like we think back and we're just like, oh my god! How many times scoring. did they score thirty plus four straight times? Four times in a row. I would just like I have no idea, so I'm gonna say just like as like math. I think in a sixteen game season, mm-hmm. probably done that twice. They probably did it twice. 
They did it once, oh. just once. So that's, you know, we think back to the 2011 Damn. offense Damn. and how explosive they were and how consistently we were, you know, we didn't even have to think about the game because it was over at halftime, but they only did what we've done this year once. And that was right wow. That was right at the beginning of the season or right in the middle of the season when they were the seventh game, they played the Vikings and they played the Chargers and the Vikings and the Tampa Bay and 30 points before. Damn. I don't want to, I don't want to sound like a back in my day, but mm-hmm. even, even from 2011 to now, the game has changed quite a bit, but That's still true. that is, that is kind of, especially, and I think, you know, the no fans with two road games under our belt yeah. and no fans, I think that needs to be mentioned as well. Fair. That's very as a fair. contributing factor, but yeah, still, I mean, I'm not going to complain about scoring 30 yeah. plus I four mean, straight. It's also what the highest the most points have been scored through four games in the NFL. Across the, NFL the league, yeah. yeah. Okay, so 0-1-1. Damn. But I think you'll get back. This one is uh, this is going to be a difficult question. Rank these guys from most carries to least carries on the season. Okay? Mm-hmm. High to low. Tyler Irvin, Tim Boyle, Alan Lazard. Kneel downs count as rushes. I knew, yeah, okay. Damn. So Irvin Boyle and Lazard. Yep. Irvin's last. I know that. Okay. And then so I'm gonna go three Irvin, two Boyle, one Lazard. So you're saying Lazard has the most rushes yes. this season? Okay. Boyle has five rushes for negative four yards. Irvin has four yes. for forty three, and Lazard has two for seventeen. Dang. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he had it flip, but yeah. So out of those three guys, Tim Boyle technically has the most. most. Yeah, and I was surprised that Irvin only has four rushes on the season. Yeah, because, well, a lot of his touches have been little screen passes or those little touch, which are technically completions. Yeah, and you kind of just assume it's like a run, too, because it's so quick after he runs out from So it's Boyle, Irvin, Lazard. Okay, so I I got none of them right. Yep, I was going to say, I think you had it exactly opposite. So, ooh, 0-2. But, hey, (laughs) let's see if it gets easier here. Like I said, I've been running out of ideas. Jamal Williams had a really good game on Sunday. You know, 98 yards receiving. He's a very interesting dude as well. Does 95 yards receiving. Oh, yep, you're right. Does Jamal Williams have a belly button ring? (laughs) Uh, Not when he plays. Very good. He does not have a belly button ring. There you go, Kyle. Very good. One for two. There you go. That's a, you know, you kind of saved it. You're, you're well, above water. I'm, I'm a little, uh, yeah, a little puzzled right now. Like what, uh, what inspired that question? We've seen, <laughs> we've seen so many, um, you know, videos of him dancing pregame, postgame, and he's always got his shirt rolled up. And I was, I was, I was like, man, that is a big belly button. <laughs> and, I zoomed, and I was like, he's got his nose pierced. He's got goofy hair. You know, he does all the, he has accessories and stuff. Zoomed in, no belly button ring. And I was like, wait a minute. I bet I could, I bet I could fool you. But I did not. Very good, yeah, was, Kyle. Well, I thought, I thought it was going to be like, because I, I, I would imagine you can't play or you, it wouldn't be smart to play Ugh. with a belly button ring in. So that's why I just said not when he plays. So. I kind of out savvied you. Very good. Yeah, that works. <laughs> but one and two, one and two for the week, Kyle. What is my question? All right, stump spending. Um, I'll start. I'll start with a layup. Okay. How many interceptions has Rogers thrown this year? Zero. <laughs> so, <laughs> who? This is, and this is. I think this clue will give it away. Do you mm-hmm. want a clue? Ask the question. The, okay. The clue is: This is a gross answer. Yeah. Who is the last? 
player to intercept Aaron Rodgers? The last player? Okay, give me a clue. I was. It's a gross about- answer. That's the clue. Oh, so you shouldn't be. It, you shouldn't have to think that hard. A gross answer. Well, it makes me think that it's like the Vikings. Well, if he hasn't thrown one this year, right? Well, I don't think he threw one against the Niners. Mm. Oh, man. oh, oh, it sounds like he did. A, a gross answer. I keep thinking like Roach. Isn't that a guy's name? No, like, no, like think of the player and why it would annoy you. I'm going to say uh, Sandejo, but I know it's not right. Who is it? Richard Sherman. Oh, really? Yeah. I see. I Isn't would that not, a gross answer? I would like not. You. Yeah, I, I do not it. like Richard Sherman. I would not have guessed that. How did that pick happen? I don't yeah, know. it was it was in garbage time in the fourth quarter. Damn it. It was the, I was intended for Devontae, I think. And okay. Well, it was, okay. I yeah. was thinking regular season, so I'll, I'll use that as my excuse. Yeah. Man, I'm not doing very good on the trivia for this year. Uh, I've had some tough ones, but yeah, I thought, I thought for sure you were going to get that one. Gross made me. There's such a long range of that i've kind of richard sherman's yeah, I guess left I my have, mind since I guess he left I should have said maybe like Seattle. i don't know what word would have been better like an annoying answer yes, yes an that, annoying, then yeah, that then i then better. i might have his his name would have came across my mind i don't know if i would have answered yeah richard but he threw two picks in that game Ooh. but one the first one was i'm pretty sure classic geronimo oh right God. through his mitts <sighs> we okay we need to end on that because i don't want to have to think about geronimo Allison anymore <laughs> All right, wrapping up this week's episode, uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, bye week next week, so we will have our bye week bonanza, the world famous bye week bonanza episode. Heck yeah. Uh, figure, since we don't have a game to pre- predict or have a preview for right now, we can look back at our season predictions. Heck yeah. First, for the record, I uh, I picked the Packers to go 11-5. and five. You picked them to go 14-2. and two. <laughs> Yeah, you're looking... Who's looking smarter? Yeah, you're looking much smarter now. Uh, our bold predictions, I had Rashawn Gary, 10-plus sacks. Possible. He's at, what, one and a half? I think he's at two and, two a, and half. a half. Yeah. So, yeah, I think... And that's, you know, the, the bye week, you know, you hate... The players especially hate the early bye week, but it's pretty timely right I now. I forgot about that. Even at the beginning of the year, we were saying, man, week five, that's going to suck, but it could not come at a pretty, better time. T- pretty timely. Yeah. Uh, another one I had, J.R. Alexander, five-plus picks in his first Pro Bowl. Not super bold, but... Pro Bowl, I think that's a lock already. Pro Bowl seems like a lock. You never know with the Pro Bowl. And but he's got, what, two, just one pick? I think he's just got the one, so that's going to be the hardest that's part because he's still dropping picks. Everything else, awesome. The one thing is his hands. Uh, last thing, and this really makes me kind of look smart after last night's game. Robert Tanyan, third in receiving yards for the Ooh. Packers. Right now, he is fourth. Ah, so we'll but see. If he finished the second, then you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that would be that would be pretty funny, actually. Uh, bold predictions for you. I don't know if you remember them. MVS with 1,100 yards. Ah, man. Possible. The, the the hype the hype train was freaking chugga chugga <laughs> chugging along after week one, but man, it's uh it's it's slowing down and. It, I like. Well, it is looking like your best one. Like, there's still a MBS chance. MBS just might might be what MBS is. That's. <laughs> but I'm still holding on hope. Very but bold. I'm but starting yeah. to think that he just is what he is, and it's like he's not bad. He's not a bad football player by any means. Right. But I just he might be what he is. Every single play, it's like he's missing one component of it, whether it's catching the ball or getting his hips around or you know stop not complaining about the grab grabbing that's <laughs> yeah. going on stuff like that. I don't know. He's still a, a player where a lot. If, if he went out and had a two hundred yard game, I would not be 
shocked. I'd be a little surprised, but yep. I wouldn't be shocked. A lot left. A yeah. lot left. Uh, your last one, though, Christian Kirksey forces eight turnovers. I don't think that's going to mm, happen, especially yeah, with Yeah, that's a big swing and a miss. What was the other one? That was it. Uh, oh, was, oh sorry. The third one. Tyler Irvin, two return touchdowns. That's got a chance. He, we'll oh, see. There was a, there was like a, a kick there was like a, a 164th inch wide open window last night on one of the returns where I was like, yep. it might be there, but no, I closed quickly. It is fun on returns where, where you have like literally a quarter of a second where you're like, oh, oh yeah. no, 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 it's wrapped up. But I guess we'll wrap it up here too. The NFC North, breezing through it. Vikings are one and three after beating the Texans and getting Bill O'Brien fired. Weirdly, I, I don't know, like it's always anti-Vikings, yep. but it was weird, like... I don't want them in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Yeah. I don't want that to fall in their lap. So, like, in a weird spot right now to, like, the vi- root against the Vikings, Ooh. but not... I don't know. It's weird. I'm calling it right now. It's going to be a hometown story. I forget. I think Kirk Cousins has three more years on his on his deal. They're going to draft that quarterback from NDSU. That's what's going to happen. Ooh, Trey Lance. Yeah. Interesting. He um, actually just declared today, yeah, too. I'm, I'm calling it right now. Uh, the Bears are 3-1. and one. They finally lost on Sunday with my big brother, Nick Foles, starting oh, at quarterback. I mean, just a despicable de- performance. I mean, now it's like we were a, we were a fraud 13-3 team last year. Did our offense ever do something like that last year through 18 no. games? Well, I mean, come the first on. game, the first game was uh, yeah against, against the Bears, but everyone, against yeah, yeah against you know one of the best defenses in the league the the year pre- previous. But I mean, pathetic. It's I, not scared of that team at all. I, I do love looking back to our very first episode, which you should not go back and listen to because it was don't. the worst one. I did say. This is the passing of the torch game of, um, you know, Mitch Trubisky receiving the torch from, I almost said Rex Grossman, but Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler, yep. and it's And <laughs> I've never been more right about something. He's not even starting anymore. Yep. Uh, the Lions are one and three. Matt Patricia, he's, I don't, if, uh, is, it Dan, is it Quinn, Dan Quinn, who's the coach of the Falcons? Falcons, yep. Him and Patricia are in a contest for who's going to get fired first, I feel uh, like. Adam Gase is, I, I feel like he's at the head of the pack of that. But if but you're so dumb to hire Adam Gase, true. I feel like you're going to hold on. Yeah, I hope they keep Matt Patricia employed as long as possible. I mean, the, the, I mean, you probably saw the headline of. Uh, when I got to Detroit, there was a ton of work to do, and we're still doing <laughs> yeah. that work, buddy. You inherited a nine and seven yeah. team. There wasn't that much work to be done, and it's just his arrogance is very off-putting. And I just, yeah, keep him employed, please. <laughs> I I understand the Caldwell talk too about how he shouldn't have been fired, but he was such, you know, he was the Dean Lowry of coaches, where it's just he's mm. he's there, but they're never really super competitive, kind of but average. They, I mean, they were though, but it just yeah. Ever since Caldwell's been gone, the lines have been just utterly pathetic. Yeah, they really haven't had any type of identity. But yeah, it we're looking good right now. It's nice that we're, I mean, be it we're only four weeks in, but I'm not even thinking about the playoffs right now. It seems nope. like a pretty sure fire thing. The Bears are the second best team in the division, and they're not actually they're, a good team. Yeah, and they're not that good. So yeah, that's, yeah, biggest We're in thing. the sweet spot. But yeah, with that, we will wrap up this episode. Like every episode, please... Mm, that please was way too desperate start over okay <laughs> now i don't know if i'm gonna now, cut now, it now just like almost like almost like you don't care if they do or not hey you guys listen to me here if you want you can go and like leave a five-star review there it is you know just go on there type whatever you want leave your name take a screenshot send it to us on twitter pmp pod actually you know what huh i'm gonna take it one further don't don't even review us okay yeah, i would don't. we would hate that hey you guys it don't. would suck it would make yeah. us mad do not review us. Please. Do not give us a rating. Do not subscribe. 
you know, whatever. We're pretty cool. We don't need you to do yeah, that. Whatever. Yeah. And I'd, I'd read a review, but maybe we didn't get any this week, so I don't have anything to read. Yeah. It's, that's uh, on you guys, not us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're cool. We're both wearing sunglasses, smoking cigarettes right now. <laughs> but, yeah, with... With that, a very fun week, very fun episode. We will have our bi-week bonanza. I'm thinking about maybe reaching out to Brett Good again and have Ooh, 15 good minutes with him. good minutes. We'll see. But yeah, catch that next week. But um, with that, Kyle, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? <sighs> I do not. 4-0 into the bye. Yep. Life is good. Yep. Let's rest up. Bunch of bunch of healthy guys back against Tampa. Uh, another big test because mm-hmm. they're one of the NFC contenders. Ooh. Let's uh, let's rest up and okay. let's go to five. Well, we actually had a lot to say there. Well, uh, <laughs> today Eddie Van Halen, Van Halen sadly passed away. So with that, Van Halen, please don't sue us.